Everyday Therapist. My name is Dr. Deb, and today we are going to be talking, beginning to talk about personality disorders. <clears throat> now, excuse my, I have a bit of a frog today in my throat, so please excuse that. Now, the reason why I want to talk about personality disorders is because uh, questions come up frequently about behaviors that can be that people see in others that can be associated with personality disorders, but sometimes they, they are not really associated with them. Now, the main aspect about a personality disorder is that it is pervasive. And usually they begin by early adulthood, if not before that. And the personality disorders, most people have heard of are things such as borderline personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, uh, antisocial personality disorder, and under the umbrella of antisocial personality disorder, one can identify people who can be labeled as psychopathic or sociopathic. So these are areas that a lot of people find to be very interesting, understanding how personalities work and what a personality disorder is. Now, the way uh, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual breaks up personality disorders they break them up into three groups, cluster A, cluster B, and cluster C. Now, these groupings are somewhat artificial in that all they do is identify similar behaviors and emotional states that can be seen in the uh, personality disorders that are assigned to each group. So for example, personal, uh, cluster A personality disorders consist of things such as paranoid personality disorder, schizoid, and schizotypal. Um, and what makes them stand out is they all contain uh, the persons who have these types of personality disorders tend to have a certain amount of delusionary thinking going on, and they tend to come across as being very eccentric. So the person who may be, may be walking around uh, wearing a raincoat all the time, even though it may not be raining, but otherwise is behaving fairly normally or what one might accept as a normal behavior, that person might fall into a cluster, uh, the cluster A type of personality disorder. Cluster B uh, disorders are the ones that people know more about or have heard about more because they, to me, represent individuals who are pushing against the walls of what most people consider to be appropriate behavior. And within the cluster B uh, grouping, we have antisocial personality uh, disorder, borderline personality disorder, histrionic uh, and narcissistic personality disorders. They tend, people who fall into these groups tend to be more emotional and may have very erratic behaviors in their way of dealing with the world. Now, cluster C consists of avoidant personality disorder, dependent and obsessional compulsive personality disorder. Now, I should point out that obsessional compulsive personality disorder is different than obsessional compulsive disorder. Uh, they have overlapping characteristics, but again, the main thing is that somebody who is, has a personality disorder is very pervasive. It has been part of the person's behavioral sets for many, 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 many years, starting potentially when the person was a child. 
Now, the, the thing that links the cluster C uh, grouping is that people who demonstrate these personality disorders tend to be very anxious or fearful. And, <clears throat> excuse me again, <clears throat> their behaviors reflect that. Now, there's one other kind of grouping of personality disorder, which uh, used to be called just personality disorder not otherwise specified, or PDNOS. That has now been broken up into general personality disorder, uh, personality disorder otherwise specified, and personality disorder not otherwise specified. And those groups, or those personality disorders, really are just placeholders for uh, situations in which the therapist thinks that there is a personality disorder, but it's not, but the person, the therapist is not terribly sure what one uh, classification it could be. Could actually be a classification resulting from an overlap of, all, of, of several of the specified personality disorders. In fact, I used to work with a psychiatrist who whenever a client, a client came into his office for initial review, that psychiatrist would give every single client uh, one of the, the uh, diagnoses was personality disorder not otherwise specified because the psychiatrist who, when I knew him, he was in his 70s and had been doing psychiatric work probably for at least 50 years. In his experience, most people who come to a clinic, a mental health clinic, also have some sort of deep underlying personality disorder, whether or not it could be labeled as one of the ones that we will be talking about in the future. Now, what I will be doing in the future, this is just the first intro. Uh, in the future, I will be addressing each personality disorder in turn, so you can have a better sense of what it looks like and how a person who can be diagnosed with it uh, comes across. But I also need to give the caveat that most therapists don't like to give labels such as this person's borderline or this person's narcissistic because unless you spend a lot of time with an individual, it's very hard to know whether this is a personality disorder or just a few random moments. For example, I once had a supervisor say to me, uh, Deb, you know, we all have our borderline moments because we all have the ability to respond the way a borderline, somebody who has a borderline personality disorder responds, which tends to be in a very childlike way. You sort of break down and all those behaviors that you had when you were three bubble up to the surface. And so, uh, we all have our moments. Sometimes we have our narcissistic moments. Sometimes we have avoidant moments. Yet you don't want to do, do something. And so you try to avoid it uh, because you feel stressed out if you really approach the situation. So we all have our moments. It's just how frequently do we have these moments? If it's gone through from late childhood through adulthood, uh, is there a time when it has not really you know, stopped? As, as I said with somebody with obsessional compulsive disorder, that person has reflected those behaviors for many, many years and there's never been a situation where those 
behaviors have disappeared. Uh, somebody who has uh, uh, um, obsessive compulsive disorder as opposed to the personality disorder, that person may have not shown any sort of obsessive compulsive behaviors for many, many years, then ended up being in a very stressful situation. And then part of the coping mechanism was to become to start having obsessive thoughts and compulsive behaviors. In fact, I knew somebody in graduate school who, when she was working on her dissertation, she was so worried about her dissertation, she started becoming obsessive and compulsive about other things in her life, such as, did I turn off the iron when I left the house? Or I need to check my back door to make sure it was locked like five times before going to bed. Once she got her dissertation done and was, was reviewed and accepted, all of those behaviors disappeared. So she was able to see the connection between the two. So moving forward in the next video, which I hope to publish next week, we will begin looking at the cluster A uh, personality disorders. And the first one will be par paranoid personality disorder. disorder. And, and with the name, you can kind of see what somebody who has this personality disorder would be like. So. Maybe that's something for you to think about for next week. So in closing, uh, before I move on to this, the second part of this video, which is I'm going to give you a way to relax your body. Uh, so done talking about personality disorders for now. Let's talk about what's called progressive relaxation. Now, progressive relaxation is a method for getting your body all the way relaxed. And it's very good if you're feeling stressed out or you're having problems falling asleep and you're, and you're all tense. So the idea is to mentally go through these steps. And I'll, I'm going to read the steps to you now and you can play them over in the future if you wish. But the, the idea is for you to get to the point where you can work them through your, through your uh, mind yourself. Now, one can do these steps starting with the feet going up or with the head going down, just its preference. I prefer starting at the top and working down. And I'm, I have to have a little script, script for, I'm going to forget what I'm doing. I, I, I might get started on the head and end up on the knees without getting through the middle part. Now, what I would like you to do at this point in time is to to just participate and listen to my voice as I go through these steps. So I want you to start by finding a, com a comfortable position, either sitting up or lying down in, in a place where you won't be interrupted. Be, you know, no barking dogs or anything like that. I once had a hypnosis session where the client, we were doing it via Zoom and his dog jumped on him in the middle of the session. So we don't want that. So find yourself a nice, quiet place where your phone won't bother you. Uh, you won't hear the doorbell or anything like that. Now you can be on the couch or just sitting in your chair, whatever is best for you at this point. Now, what I want you to do is focus on your body. You can close your eyes if you wish, I find it's easier to close my eyes so I'm not distracted by other things. Now, if you begin to notice your mind wandering, bring it back to where you're focusing on as we go through this. And we're going to go through each set of muscle groups, uh, basically tightening and releasing them. 
Okay, so what I want you to do first is take a deep breath into your belly, into your abdomen, and hold it for a few seconds. So breathe in and maybe count to four. One, two, three, four. Now exhale and do it at the count of four. One, two, three, four. Now take another deep breath. And as you breathe in, notice your stomach raising and your lungs filling with air. Take your time and just spend another minute or so taking in deep breaths and letting them out. Take it in for a count of four. Exhale for a count of four. Inhale for a count of four. Exhale for a count of four. Now we're going to go for deeper breaths. Inhale for a count of five. Exhale for a count of five. Inhale, five. Exhale for five. And as you exhale, imagine the tension in your body being released and flowing out of your body. Just imagine it going out your feet, your fingers, wherever. And again, inhale and exhale, inhale and exhale. Feel your body already relaxing. And as you go through each of these steps with me, remember to keep breathing, inhale and exhale. Don't hold your breath, just inhale and exhale. Now we will begin. I want you to tighten the muscles in your forehead by raising your eyebrows as high as you can. Hold them for five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. Now abruptly release them, just let them drop. Feel the tension ease away. I just breathe. Now, I want you to smile wildly, widely, feeling your mouth and cheeks tense. Hold for about five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. And release, appreciating the softness in your face. Just breathe. Now, tighten your eye muscles by squinting your eyelids tightly shut and hold for five seconds. One, two, three, four, five, and release. Keep breathing, just breathe. Now gently pull your head back as if you are trying to look, look at the ceiling. Head back and hold it tightly for a count of five. One, two, three, four, five. 
Now let your head and chin fall forward as your muscles just release and feel the tension melt away. Now feel the weight of your relaxed head and neck just sort of sinking forward. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. Just let go of the stress. Breathe in, breathe out. Now, tightly, but without straining, clench right fist and hold, clench your right fist and hold it for about five seconds while keeping it down by your side. One, two, three, four, five. Now release, just let float open, feel the float of it and breathe, just breathe, breathe. Now tense your right forearm and the whole hand. Feel the tension build up. You may even want to try visualizing the muscles tensing because visualizing things can really help, help this. Now hold it for five, one, two, three, four, five, and release. Just let it feel limp and keep breathing. Now we're going to do the left side. So clench your left fist and hold it for five. One, two, three, four, five, now let it release and just feel it float open. Now clench your hand and your left forearm and hold it for five. One, two, three, four, five, and release and just feel it limp. And just keep breathing. Now, I want you to lift your shoulders as though you're trying to touch your ears like that. Keep your eyes are open. Now hold your shoulders up for a count of five. One, two, three, four, five. Now let your shoulders just drop and relax. Let go of the stress. Just let it all go. Keep breathing in and out. We're going to move down a bit. Now I want you to tense your upper back by pulling your shoulders back and holding them for five. One, two, three, four, five. Now let, let them relax and just keep breathing. Just keep breathing. Now we're going to tighten the chest. I want you to take a big breath in and hold it for a count of five. One, two, 
three, four, five. Okay, let it release, just let go out. And feel yourself relaxing even more. Just keep breathing. Just keep breathing. Now feel the limpness in your upper body as that part of you relaxes. And just feel relaxed. Now we're going to move down a bit more. And I want you to tighten your buttocks as tightly as you can and hold it for a count of five. One, two, three, four, five. Now let it release. Now I want you to feel the tension in your right leg and thigh. Just hold, hold your right leg and thigh really tightly. That may mean you have to flex your foot or otherwise make it tight, but make it tight and just hold it for five. One, two, three, four, five. Now let it relax. Feel the tension melting away. Now I want you to flex your right foot. Hold it as tightly as you can. Count to five. That will tighten your, your calves too. One, two, three, four, five. Now let it relax and feel your leg just getting very, very loose and, and soft. Now I want you to point your right foot and hold it for five. One, two, three, four, five. Now no, let it relax. Now the muscles in both directions of your foot have been relaxing. And just breathe. 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 Now we're going to do the left side, your left leg. So I want you to tense your left leg as hard as you can and hold it that way for five. One, two, three, four, five. Now let it relax. Just keep breathing, breathing, breathing. Now I want you to flex your left foot so the toes are pointing to you and hold it for five. One, two, three, four, five. Now let it relax. Now I want you to point your toes and hold it tightly for five. One, two, three, four, five. Now let that relax. And both, let both legs relax and just keep breathing. Now imagine a wave of relaxation spreading up your body, starting with your toes, going all the way up the top of your head. Just feel warm and comforting from the relaxation. Just feel like you've got a warm blanket surrounding you, helping you stay relaxed. 
feel the weight of your relaxed body and just keeping in and out, in and out. And take as long as you want to, just in this nice relaxed state, breathing in and out, in and out. And when you're ready, if you're ready, you can open your eyes and just maintain this feeling of a relaxed state in your body. And you can listen to this whenever you want and work through it whenever you want in order to help relax your body. Because we know when the body is relaxed, it's hard to be stressed out and feeling anxious. Because this is one thing we can control. We can control how our body feels and we can control our breath. Those are the two main things that we can do to help reduce our stress and anxiety. And so that's all for today. And next time I'll be talking more about personality disorders. And uh, if you found this to be a useful video, please give it a thumbs up, pass it, share it with family members or whomever. Subscribe if you wish, turn on the notification bells. And when I end up with uh, a thousand subscribers, I will be giving away um, the Fisher-Wallace uh, so, uh, sensory stimulation uh, product that helps with anxiety and sleep and things like that. So that's all for today, and I will see you again in the future. Bye.